Resilient Solutions, Season 2, Episode 7, The Mysteries of Marriage. Marriage is many things, but it's not a Hallmark movie, is it? Whatever romantic notions we might have, real life always involves more than just an hour and a half of easily resolved conflicts amid fall harvest and Christmas baking contests. Marriage is both glorious and at the same time really challenging. It can be a place of burning passion, extreme joy and strength, and it can also be a place of blood, sweat, and tears. And through every marriage, there are seasons. There are seasons of springtime where there's life coming forth, there's excitement, there's fresh growth. And then there are summers where things are green and warm and lush and relaxed and things are just great. But in every marriage, we have a season of fall where things look like they're dying and seasons in winter where they look like they are dead. Well, Angie and I will be celebrating 50 years as a married couple this August. And one of the things that we've learned is that marriage is tough, but it's doable. And it's a blessed thing and it's a mystery. So today, we're going to talk about the mystery of marriage. I'm so glad you've joined me. My name is John Thurman. I'm an author and a therapist and a work-life consultant and relationship coach. And you're listening to my podcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solutions Shortcast, where we help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Well, let's jump right in today. Hey, John Thurman here, and I'm so glad you made a choice to join me today. Now, ladies, before you get all mad at me and you think I'm a Hallmark hater, I'm not. They figured out a formula. They'll never win an Emmy, but they know how to make money. And I watch a few of them with my wife just because I'm a good husband and I want to live a, to have a long life. And so I will occasionally watch those. Even at Christmas, I will watch a little too many of them. But we all know that's not reality. That's a fantasy. Movies and television shows really fail to reveal the real nature of marriage. I love what the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 32. He says, marriage is a beautiful design of the Almighty, a great mystery of Christ in the church. Now, there's a great book written a few years ago called The Mystery of Marriage. It's a great read. It talks about the mystery of marriage and Christ in the church. And if you're a person of faith and like to go deeper, that's a great resource to read. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever woken up at night, looked at your spouse, and in your head said, what on earth have I done? And if you have, don't feel bad. That just means you're normal. Here's a quote from C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves. To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it up carefully, round it with hobbies and little luxuries, avoid all entanglements, lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness, but in the casket, safe, dark, motionless, and airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. You see, if you are married or you are considering marriage, you have inserted yourself into a dangerous adventure-filled opportunity. It takes tremendous faith and courage to have a resilient, enduring marriage. As I mentioned earlier, we hit 50 years on August the 20th. Now, the reality of marriage is this, is that 
Marriage is basically two broken, flawed people coming together in a space of relative stability, love, comfort, encouragement, and support. And marriage could and should be a haven in a heartless world. Originally, someone asked us, what's the secret to being married so long? Now, my wife usually smiles and says, well, I can quit on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. John can quit on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And uh, we tell the Lord we really messed it up this week. And the Lord says, I know I've given you enough love and grace, so let's just keep going. So we do. And let me take a moment and just share this with you. If you're a person of faith, use the principles that you know to make it work. I believe that when a couple accepts reality that I'm married to a flawed person, an imperfect person, that when I do that, I can begin to experience an increase in hope and faith and expectations and draw closer to God as I learn to love my spouse. You see, the hard truth is that you and I are all broken and none of us are really truly compatible in marriage. Now, please don't be disheartened by that strong word, because the truth is we are in need of God's help in our relationship. Now, if you've been married any time at all, you've had problems. You've had conflict. There's probably been days you wondered, what was I thinking when I married this person? So as a therapist, a relationship coach, and a man who's been married 50 years, would you like to know the bottom line reason for problems in a marriage? Here we go. It boils down to self-centeredness. This self-centeredness is rooted in our fallen nature. That is that when Adam and Eve sinned, it impacts all of us. Now, many times this self-centeredness can come about as a result of old wounds and issues. Now, to be clear, I'm not insinuating everybody's had some type of physical or sexual trauma. Instead, I'm thinking about growing up in a family where there was a lack of trust, respect, or care, or really a good positive role models from your childhood. Even more recently, it might be a bad dating relationship, an affair, or a divorce. All of these negative type of events can cause us to really guard our heart and protect ourselves. And as a result of some of those events, we become self-protected. We guard our hearts. And if we aren't careful, that can lead us to a place of where we're really self-centered. Now, let me just speak into your heart for a minute. While you had no control over what other people have done to you in a negative way, how they've negatively impacted your life, you now have a choice on how you're going to deal with them. You can hold on to it. You can nurture the hurt. You can feed the hurt. Or you can own it, see it for what it is, and move past it. Part of growing up and being an adult, part of growing as a person of faith, is having an awareness, a consciousness of how I've been wounded and choosing not to let that woundedness limit me, but to move forward through it. While you and I have no control over what others have done to us, we have all the control as to what we're going to do with it. I was talking to a young client the other day, and she seemed to be stuck in being a victim. And I said, you know, the problem about being a victim is you're impotent. You give away all your power. When you embrace that victim mentality, you embrace all that comes with it. Number one, I'm helpless, hapless, and hopeless. And if you choose to stay a victim, you will spend most of your life trying to drive life in park. So don't stay there. We can't control what other people have done to us. However, God expects us to learn to control over our response to them. That's one of the reasons we have the scriptures. That's another reason why we have the Holy Spirit. That's another reason why we have other people in our life that can point us to truth. I'd like to share with you just a 
short quote from Pastor Timothy Keller, a great author, really understands the nature of relationships and love. Listen as I read this excerpt. Love without truth is sentimentality. It supports and affirms, but keeps us in denial about our flaws. Truth without love is harshness. It gives us information, but in such a way that we cannot really hear it. God's saving love in Christ, however, is marked by both radical truthfulness about who we are and yet also radical, unconditional commitment to us. He goes on to say, This merciful commitment strengthens us to see the truth about ourselves and repent. The conviction and repentance moves us to cling and rest in God's mercy and grace. Take a moment to think about that, or you can go over to my blog at johntherman.net and read the quote in its entirety. Now listen to me just a minute. I really hope you don't feel condemned by these words, but I hope you feel inspired to make your relationship more resilient and more God-centered. And if you haven't, pause right now and go, God, I want to make you the center of my relationship. I want you to forgive me and my spouse. I want you to empower me. I want you to give me the tools I need to make this better. And if you need some help, talk to a trusted friend, an older married couple, a pastor, a therapist, or a work-life consultant like myself. Also, in the weeks ahead, I'm going to be doing a series for the next five or six weeks on understanding men and understanding women. Next week, we'll begin a two-part process on how to better understand your wife and have a happy wife. And then we'll follow that up with how to have a happy husband. I'm really excited about this and looking forward to sharing some with you. These next podcasts are based on a little ebook I did a couple of years ago called 21 Ways to Improve Your Marriage. Right now, we're doing a rewrite of it, and I wanted to share some of the outtakes from it. So for the next two weeks, men and women be listening for this. We'll be talking about how to have a happier wife. Following that, we'll have a couple of sessions on how to have a happy husband. If you need some help, like I said earlier, reach out to someone at your church, an older married couple that you trust, or seek a therapist or work-life consultant or relationships coach like myself. Hey, I'm John Thurman, and you've been listening to my podcast, John Thurman's Resilient Solution Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. And be sure to check out my website, which does have a link to the blog, and that's johntherman.info, J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.info. Thanks again so much. If I can ever give you a hand or you need a free consultation, you can reach out by the telephone and call me at 505 343 2011. That's 505-343-2011. Or you can email me at john at johntherman.info. That's J-O-H-N at J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.info. I'm so glad you've joined me this week and looking forward to getting back to the regular swing of things, dropping a new podcast every Tuesday. And remember, you've been listening to John Thurman's podcast, The Resilient Solution Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. Hope you have a great week. And remember, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Take care. God bless. See you soon.